live. Uh, we're just going to run through some quick topics. Um, as of tonight, it's actually 9.35 p.m. on Sunday, September 8th, 2019. First Sunday of football, real football, NFL football, officially over. Have uh, two games tomorrow, but eh, we'll get to those when we get to them. So uh, let's jump right into it. I'm here with uh, Wyatt, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Charger. That's me. <laughs> uh, just, just really quick, what are your thoughts on that Thursday night quote-unquote game? Because I don't really know if it was a game. Well, I mean, to me it looked like an extended preseason game, if anything. You know, everyone seemed out of sync. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Trubisky is ever in sync necessarily, but uh, Aaron Rodgers certainly looked out of sync. The offenses didn't really look like they were comfortable with each other. Um Outside of that, though, I think the Bears just showed that they, they need more on the offensive end. Yeah, I mean, Trubisky had an interesting year last year because he wasn't necessarily good, but that team was... Went 12-4. Yeah, and there were, what, four bounces of a ball off a goalpost from, right. from what, Super, Super Bowl? No, 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 or NFC Championship. And then who knows after that. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah, but again, he's... So that's why I think it's safe to say... Is he the second coming of Blake Bortles? Is that possible? I think that's very possible. I mean, I almost think it, it, it's even more extreme because I think the Bears' defense is that good, you know? Like, the fact that they were able to get to where they got last year with him at quarterback shows just how great they were. And even, I mean, look what they did to Rodgers and the Packers, you know? I, I mean, like I said, it was out of, they, were, they looked like they were out of sync, but uh, at the end of the day, that's they were dominating. Yeah, and I mean, as a defense, that's... There's probably not much worse than going out there and holding Aaron Rodgers, who some people might argue is the GOAT, to, what, 10 points points. in the game? And not even really being in the game? Right. I just don't know. As a defender, I would be... I wouldn't be happy. Uh, Let's just say that. I wouldn't be happy at all. And, I mean, I think that's got to be a point of contention at some point with the Bears team, right? Is, like, how long do you play with Trubisky? How long do you continue to dominate defensively and lose games? Yeah. I mean... Like, say, four weeks from now, the Bears have only given up 40 points, and they're 1-3. I mean, if you're a defender on that team, how are you How are you okay with that? Right, because, you know, you go home, or, you know, you're hanging out with your friends, and they're like, damn, bro, you guys are trash, you're 1-3, and, and you're like, right. dude, we've given up 10 points per game. <laughs> exactly. Okay, don't talk to me about mm-hmm. that, we have... Trubiscuits. Right. We can't even call him. We'll call him Trubisky. Trubiscus is too generous of a name. Yeah. I because I enjoy it, it, biscuits. It, right, right, exactly. <laughs> it presumes that he gets biscuits, which, which he I've never seen no. him get any biscuits before. <laughs> he gets interceptions right. and fumbles, uh, and that's about it. The thing about him, too, is there are times when it looks like he doesn't care. Like that last, remember the last drive, not the one where he threw the interception, but the one where they somehow got the ball back. Mm-hmm. And they had another chance. They were they were backed up way back. Yeah. But still, they had a chance, and they went four and out. Or, yeah, four and out. Four and out, they had to and, go for uh, it. Right. And, uh, I mean, he just didn't even look interesting on those plays. Like, all he had three guys that he could have hit, and he just it just didn't even look like he gave a shot. He just wanted to go yeah. home. That's what yeah. it looked like to me. It's like he's he's just there to get through the day. It's exactly. Like, right. It's like us at work. It's like we show up. We just want to get through these eight hours. You know, I don't care what happens as long as I don't get fired. Exactly. But the funniest part, actually, of that game was it was that drive that I think they're down 10 to 3. And he had, like, a solid drive. You know, they got to, like, the 20, maybe 25. And he throws a pass to his receiver in the corner of the end zone. Into double coverage. Yeah, into double coverage. And uh, the best part of this whole moment, though, was you hear the announcer. I don't 
part of me I don't remember his name, but you hear the announcer while the ball's in oh, the air. Yeah. Collinsworth, oh the goat. You hear Collinsworth while the ball's in the air go, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think everyone in America knew exactly where that pass was going. Like if you didn't know anything about football, you're watching this and you hear while the ball's still in the air, you don't know who it's going to. You hear the announcer go, Oh no. You're like, Okay, probably gonna be interception. It's always a bad sign. Interception. And then you see him, they show him running off the field, and he's, again, he's just like, eh, whatever, I tried. Gave it my best. Right, and he's like, that's the comedy of the whole thing, is like, here we are, we spend this whole offseason thinking, okay, maybe if Trubisky's, he could take that next step. Maybe the Bears become this juggernaut that they're supposed to be. And here we are, week one, and I think pretty much anyone that is worth their salt, that knows anything about the NFL... Could tell you, I don't think anything's changed with Trubisky. He's the, he's the same player. He hasn't appeared to have grown. I mean, maybe that's an overreaction. It's week one, but I mean, you think you would have seen more from him? Yeah, I mean, and again, it's it's tough because there's this whole thing now of like, if you have a take after week one, it's like, oh, it's an overreaction, right? Which of course is born from like the. I mean, we're we're two dudes trying to start a podcast in our fucking. <laughs> What do you call this? Hey, we're in a penthouse it's right a now. It's a mid-room, dude. We got a, bro, we got a jacuzzi over there, uh, a full Chipotle over there. But uh, not to hate. With you guys just working, they're not doing anything. Right? <laughs> but really, that whole thing is brought upon because of like the talking heads at of course big networks. Not going right. to call anyone out by name. But <laughs> ESPN. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe Fox. I don't know. But, but again, then it becomes like the backswing to that is like, Everything you say is an overreaction to week right. one, but no, like right. you can still find shit out week one. Oh no, there's no doubt. Like Trubisky looked like a freshman who was just bigger than everyone and got called up to varsity. Exactly. And they're like, bro, you're okay. Right. Trubisky, he's got to do better. It's it's yeah. that simple. It's and that, I think yeah. if he doesn't do better soon, there's gonna be calls for his job. Like, yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. And the last thing I would say about Trubisky too, and this is more of like a, a critique of maybe even the coaching, but mm-hmm. I think. From what I've seen is the strongest his strongest attribute is his running ability because yeah. he could run yeah, and yeah. I, I think we saw this with Bortles like as you, you compare him to Bortles you know I think mm-hmm. Bortles was at his best when he was on the move yeah and uh, I don't know if I saw Trubisky run really even once in that game right like I think he needs to get something like 40, 40 yards rushing that's actually or something I mean that's got to be an element that's part of what yeah that's does. an interesting point because there is like a lane for these type of quarterbacks to make it like right. Josh Allen mm-hmm. exactly. Right, you know, I mean, he didn't have a great game today, but he found a way to win. And there's quarterbacks like that who, Big Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben's like right. that. I mean, Big Ben and Trubisky probably have the same arm. Mm-hmm. They have a cannon. Big Ben is just so much smarter, right. and I, you don't think of Big Ben as smart. I don't know no, if that's, that's ever. Been. That's not the last thing, but I mean, you have a point. There's, I mean, yeah. the guy's NFL IQ is without a doubt off the charts, and I think Big Ben is a is a good example of a guy that has that kind of like undescribable magic to him and yeah. he's able to create these plays and I think in Trubisky that's just not there if anything it's the opposite you right. look at this guy and he inspires zero confidence in you yeah. even like we were talking about his face he kind of looks like a teddy bear for whatever reason with a football, football helmet on <laughs> I don't know what it is about it his face or his helmet his mustache I mean who knows but combination right <laughs> he just doesn't look like a guy that's going to go win you a football not at all game. right like you, you know? want to look your quarterback exactly. in the eyes on fourth and goal from like the eight, right? And be like, "Yo, Mitch, what are we running?" You know, he'd be like, "Um," <laughs> and he'll throw a Madden play at right. He'll be like, "Let's go, uh, uh, double slants." Like, Mitch, we're not gonna run double slants That's right now. Play, it's the Mitch. Super Bowl, dude. Right. It's like, no, 
just just do it. It's just all you need to be a leader as a mm-hmm. quarterback. Exactly. You know. I mean, that's the most important thing. I I really believe that. Yeah. And I just don't think Trubisky has it. Yeah, and you could tell pretty quickly, which again, yeah, goes back to our um, initial point. It's right. not an overreaction. Right. I mean, sure he could, but again, what's balling out for him? Like, if you can't, like the Packers' defense is improved. Right. Sure. That's not a well, and it's not an overreaction because I mean, it's not like this is the first time we've seen it. I mean, right. This is what he has been doing. Yeah. And it's like you expect a change, and the change didn't come, so it's not an overreaction because it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you look across the field, at Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, the guy didn't have a great game. They only scored ten points. He had one touchdown. You know. And I mean, there are times when you look at him, and he didn't look like he was even the most confident quarterback out there. But there, yeah. that one touchdown drive. He sure looked like what he knew what he was doing. Exactly. You know? Like he threw that ball into the end zone. That wasn't that wasn't a, a wide open receiver necessarily. Yeah. He kind of gave his guy a chance to get it. Jimmy Graham, I believe it was. It was. Yes. And uh, but I mean, those are the kind of plays that you just have to make as a quarterback. Right. Yeah. And, you gotta like have. Which again, as a Charger fan, you'll appreciate <laughs> this that Philip Rivers has that where he. Oh he, yeah. He does not give a damn. Guts for days. Now that we're on the subject, if you're looking to get pregnant out there, Philip Rivers has a great system. You, I'm not even kidding. Look it up. He has a system. Like, you okay. really? No, no, dude. I should you. It's not. like there's like interviews of him telling you how to get women pregnant. I fucking. Isn't it you like not. you put? Your, right. I mean, you uh, think it's that simple, but I think I guess it's not. Well, I was like, don't you sign up? <laughs> and then like, you know, you sign up and then you get like a, a a number and then it's like when it's ready it gets dropped off at your pad that's that, what I was raised to believe yeah is that is Philip doing it differently Philip's doing it differently yeah. oh okay I'm gonna I have to what's, this, is, what's uh, the website do we have a website for this I don't you gotta look it up <laughs> Philip Jordan. Rivers the God right. hey Jordan can we get on that uh, can we find Philip Rivers' uh, <laughs> advice <laughs> podcast yeah, it's out there I'm there telling is you somewhere. It's, it's out there I mean and I, it, I was gonna say if it's not we need it to should get be, that on right? the market, yeah. Okay, so... Well, the thing with Philip Rivers is, like... Philip Rivers has proven himself to, an, like, an extent that he doesn't give a fuck. If he throws an right. interception, it's like, whatever. If there's yeah. any other quarterback on the field for the Chargers, they wouldn't be shit, and I feel like he knows that. Whereas Trubisky... Yeah. Trubisky is thinking about every decision, which is another thing I don't think you could do as a quarterback. Like, you can't oh. worry about throwing Dude. an interception. It's not that you... You shouldn't throw certain balls in mm-hmm. certain windows. That's one thing. But to like actually be thinking about throwing an interception, worried about yeah. making a play and thinking like, okay, if I throw this interception, you know, the media is going to hate right. on me. Something like that. That's something you can't think about. Yeah. And no, I think that's I, something that affects Trubisky on the... I'm confused because, you know, you'll see like... So it's different. If like Phillip or Big Ben or like Brady throw a pick, they're pissed. Like you mm-hmm. can see it. They're like... right. They're upset at I, themselves. I, I messed that up. Exactly. I'm not going to talk to anyone because exactly. I'm just going to yeah. I'm going to go to the iPad, the Microsoft Window tablet, right? And I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to study. But then you see Trubisky or like uh-huh. so today actually, Cam Newton the game against the Rams threw a terrible pick. Right. A terrible pick. Just like, just horrible. Like mm-hmm. it's a pick that in Madden, you push the button and immediately you're like, no fuck, why did I do that? Right. Damn it! And of course it gets picked. Is it this the one where you try to tackle the guy too? Yes, it was that one. Yeah. So it was Corey Littleton in coverage. He had a route, which again, simple Madden play, where McCaffrey broke in to the left, Olsen broke in to the right. So it's like he has to read the linebacker. Mm. Of course, completely misread it. <laughs> and like, I mean, it was a good play. Littleton's a baller. Right. But again, you can't, I mean, come on now. And just threw it, boom, pick. And then they show him on the bench. And he's just sitting on the bench 
with no one around him, just like turning up, like, uh, it's all good, like, I'm cool. Right. Uh, I don't care. Like, I made a tackle. Exactly. And is that is that being calm and, like, okay with it? Or is that just something... Is it indifferent, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, I did see Philip Rivers throw a pick today. Threw a pick in... It was a bad in, one, in wasn't end zone, it? And it was yeah. a bad one. It almost cost him the game. It, and, it was I mean, close. he threw that pick, and he had his helmet off right away. And he was steaming. You know, you could just see it. He was pissed. And like yeah. you're saying, I, I think that's the reaction people want to see out of their quarterbacks when they throw yeah. an interception. For sure. Because, especially sure. if it's something that's on them, at least. Right, and that yeah. one was without a doubt on uh, Philip Rivers. If it's like, yeah, exactly, and you could tell immediately as soon right. as you see the play, you know that was a terrible throw or that was a crazy play by the defender. Right, and that's that's the main thing I guess is like if it's a crazy play by the defender, sure. Right, or a mistake by your wide receiver, or yeah, like a tip ball, whatever it is. I yeah, mean, that's one thing, you know. Yeah, and that's not something to get too upset about, especially for your quarterback because you don't right. want to hurt his confidence. Want it. Exactly, right. yeah. But I mean. That last Trubisky interception, that was the kind of play you want to see him fuming about. Dude. Because not only, I mean, this is the second year in a row that they've lost to the Packers in the opener. Oh, yeah. In a game that they should have won. Should have won. They should have won both these games. Wasn't Aaron Rodgers was on, like, a fucking prosthetic leg last right, time? Yeah. exactly. I mean, and they had a huge lead, and they, they came, the Rodgers came back, and I mean, that's, part of that is on Rodgers, of course, but yeah. still, like, yeah. this is... You want to see the Bears get over that hump, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't seem like they're going to be able to this year. Yeah. All right, this is a perfect place to take a quick little break, uh, but we have a lot more to talk about. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about a couple of the other games that uh, really caught our eye this past Sunday, uh, and a couple of questions like, did we find a new uh, icon stud quarterback in Jacksonville this weekend? And then uh, Wyatt will tell all of us why the Chargers are the real team to be worried about in the NFL. All right, we're back. This is the, uh, f- again, first episode of the Ball Till You Fall podcast. Let me ask you this. So out of all the games, you watched the games, right? What was, what result were you most disappointed by? Well, I mean, just off the top of my head, I would say probably the, the Browns game. I mean, just to the extent that it was hyped up, you know, and uh, how much value was put on Baker Mayfield and having Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and those wide receivers and, you know, Nick Chubb in his second year and the new coach and everything. I mean, for them to get killed like that, I just I thought it was pretty disappointing. That's just so many pieces on offense. I mean, I know they had a better year last year, but the thing that I thought that was ridiculous was, I mean, with all the hype, you know what I mean, was that there was all this hype put on them, but the fact is none of those guys had ever won anything. And I think in the NFL, above maybe any league, but I think you see this in all the leagues, is like you have to be a winner. You have to work your way up to it. You know, no one just goes from being, okay, I was seven and nine maybe, and just winning the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl next year. Yeah. Especially not with just a second year quarterback. And I think with Baker Mayfield is, I mean, as good as a rookie season that he had, the second year is a big deal. There's been a lot of guys that have had good rookie seasons that have gone on to, you know, only play five years in the league or something. Yeah, I think didn't RG3 win Rookie of the Year? RG3 won yeah. Rookie of the Year. Vince Young won Rookie of the Year. You know, those are guys that, I mean, he was out of the league in three or four years after that. Super quick. And uh, I just think Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, as good as he is, there's no doubt anyone doubts his skill. No one, right. I don't think anyone could question that. But he hasn't won anything. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, he hasn't made a ton of game-changing plays, you know? He just makes flashy plays. Flashy plays. His plays get exactly. on Instagram. Exactly. That's what you think. And that's what he is. He's a flashy player. Yeah. But, I mean, 
I think he has the potential to be one of the league's best, but I don't think he necessarily is there. So, all right, this is going to make me feel old, but I don't know. I saw a picture of him today, Odell Beckham, Odell. and it was, it was on Instagram, and it was just pointing out that he wore a Richard Milley, excuse my age, is that a Rolex? Yeah. Some type of sick watch, okay? Richard Milley. So, it's some type of nice watch, though. Yeah, can we? Yeah, you gotta look that up. I think you got. But so I saw a picture of this dude running a route, and it like highlighted the Richard Milley unknown artist, unknown brand watch, wrist watch. So so he wore this into the game during the game during the game. Yeah. Oh. And he had hey hey he had a good he had a good stat line seven catches, seventy seven yards. In a blowout. Right. So in a bad empty loss. numbers. That's what those are. Very empty calories. Exactly. And I mean that's what it comes back to with Cleveland. It's like none of those guys have proved that they could even individually or especially together, prove that they could win. Yeah. And uh I just don't I think it's very possible that this Browns team could be a playoff team in two years. I just don't see them making it this year. Yeah. They we should probably all just chill for this year. Exactly. This season. Because they'll be good. I mean, they're gonna win games this year. Yeah, like they're they're gonna have some games where I think that everyone everything comes together. Baker yeah. and Odell hook up well, and they're gonna win some good games. But I just don't see them winning enough games. Like they're not. I don't. I don't think they're that caliber of a team. Yeah, they're not scaring anybody. I don't exactly. think anyone no. really like. Oh no, the Browns! Because that defense. You give up forty three points to the Titans. Right, a team what? that's not known for scoring. What is wrong with you? Yeah. What. Right, okay, so that's that was probably the biggest letdown game. Now move on to a more interesting game that it's hard to overreact to, actually, because there's a lot to take from it. Uh, Rams at Panthers. So it was 30-27 to 27 Rams, I believe. But, I mean, the Rams are... Sp- they got to the Super Bowl last year. People, I think... They're the favorites outside the Patriots, of course. Uh, the Panthers didn't even make the playoffs, but they they have Norv Turner now. I think you know about him. Oh yeah, I've heard of him. Turner. Big Norv. Big Norv. What do you think about? What did you take away from that game? Well, I took away first of all that the Rams still have the best uh, kicker in the league. That's for sure. I don't know. I thought you know this was an interesting matchup because I think the Panthers are one of those teams that have a roster that certainly is playoff worthy, but I don't know if. Uh, they can put it all together, and they certainly haven't the past couple seasons. Not since that Super Bowl season have they had yeah. a good season. And that was and Cam's then, peak, probably, right, right, as exactly. a football player. And, I mean, we still don't know if he's going to be able to play a full season healthy. I mean, I don't think he's done that since probably that MVP season. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think the Rams proved that they're still at the top of the NFC. And that, you know, I think Carolina showed that they're a formidable team, no doubt. But they're going to have to take another step to really... Yeah convince people that they're going to be a playoff contender. Yes, that that game was, like, informative for sure. Because it was a good game, and you saw a lot. Like, Cam Newton looked super good at the beginning. Mm -hmm. He was making, he was, like, stepping into his throws. They looked nice. The commentators were like, look at his mechanics. Oh, my. He's put in work. And then by the, you know, end of the third, start of the fourth, he's missing dudes running crossing routes wide open. Right. 
And that's when it's just like, oh, it's Cam Newton. That's the same thing we've seen from him. Exactly. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's saying something that he's good enough to still lose to the Rams by three. Mm. How many teams did they blow out last year? Everybody. Right, exactly. So, I mean, that's saying something for their defense to hold the Rams to 30. Mm. That's not bad. Yeah. And then their offense to put up 27. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And then it, it just shows you that the Panthers will be solid in their division. Oh, yeah. I think that's a division that's fairly open to you. Yeah. I mean, the Saints are in it, obviously. But uh, the other two teams are just non-contenders, I believe, in Atlanta and Tampa Bay. That's probably it, then. It's probably Panthers-Saints. Right. And so... The Saints lost to the Rams. Sorry to bring this up on that no call. But what did they lose by? Was it three? It might have been three. I feel like it must have been seven. Jordan? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, so it was close. So again, so what's the difference then between the Saints and the the Panthers? Right. That's interesting. But I want to say about the Rams, though, is that um, I think teams are going to figure out the Rams a little bit Mm -hmm. this season. I don't see them having the dominant offensive year that they did last year, having it again this year. I Definitely. just don't think that's going to be possible. I think teams are going to figure McVay out a little bit, and I think, I think teams are going to expose Goff more because the jury is still out on Goff to a certain extent too. I mean, he certainly didn't perform well in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that was not right. No, and I think the Rams have a great defense, and they obviously have great wide receivers, a good line, running backs. They have everything. They do. That they have a team needs to win yeah, the Super Bowl. They're deep, and they're their deep. quarterback is competent enough to probably get it done, though he hasn't, and though he didn't. But yeah. um, zero for one right now. Yeah, I think teams will expose Goff because I think my opinion on him is he's very much a product of his system mm-hmm. and Sean McVay's system that he's built for him, and um, I think. You know, once teams figure that out a little bit more, they're going to be able to expose him. He's going to kind of show that and even, he isn't yeah. as good as maybe his stats say. It even did show today. I mean, right. so yeah, that's actually a good point that like the Rams aren't taking anyone by surprise this exactly. year. You know, their right. offense, Everyone oh, knows about the Rams. they're running 21 personnel. Cool, bro. We've heard about that on ESPN all summer. Right. You don't think these coaches have been, boom, I'm staying up all night watching Jared Goff highlights or like tape because he's not hard to figure out. Yeah. And what happened today? He had a ton of short passes at the beginning of the game. So I think people are already starting to figure him out and that's week one. Exactly. And so again, this would be my devil's advocate point to that would be what if Sean McVay learned from last season where he, you know, came out of the gate super hot and he was loving it, I'm sure. Like, this is the hottest new coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay, 30, whatever, 4, 6. Oh, he gets shut out. He gets embarrassed in the Super Bowl. Right. He got embarrassed, right. dude. His whole system just yeah. irrelevant. Outdueled. Yeah. He just shit on. So, so he comes back from that, and it seemed like they were conservative today. They were holding something back. Mm-hmm. They weren't. You know, because he knows. Like, right. Belichick would do that, right? right? That's why the Patriots are not ever great at the beginning of the year. Right. So that's just, I just think that's a possibility. No, that's, it's, I think that's a good point, definitely. But with that being said, you know, Goff is not Brady. Yeah. And, um, I just, I think it's going to it's gonna show. I don't know if, I, I guess, I don't know if the Rams going to win a Super Bowl with Goff. He hasn't, he certainly didn't prove that last year. And I think as good as everything is around him, like, I, we talked about this earlier with Trubiskets. I think to really win a Super Bowl, you need someone, a quarterback, capable. 
that's that level of skill to win it, you know. And I just yeah. I don't know if the Rams are gonna be able to do it with golf. I don't yeah. see that happening. I don't. I mean, I don't feel confident in that happening. Yeah. To be honest, that just sounds. I don't know. And then of course you know the Saints probably should have won that game last year. And yeah, that's all it takes. Right. Right. So. For the so it was interesting to see Goff look like that, throw a bad pick, all this stuff, and then still find a way to win, mm-hmm. which again isn't. He's not Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Manning. Right. But can he be Nick Foles? Right. Exactly. You know, like good enough to can he be Eli Manning, mm-hmm. like just good enough to win, a couple. Right. And that's something. Right. And I just don't see and, it. Right, and that's what, that's <laughs> yeah. what you wonder. I don't see because it. like like you said with Foles and Manning, I mean those were guys that maybe they're not considered great regular season quarterbacks, but I mean they were special yeah. when it came to the postseason. Yeah, and, and their stuff still... was just good enough in the postseason yeah. every and, game. Yeah, so we'll see about the Rams. Uh, actually, a rematch of that NFC Championship game uh, against the Saints coming up next Sunday. So I think it's safe to say that we'll have a lot more answers about the Rams and. Whether or not you know a Super Bowl is realistic with Jared Goff at the helm of your team uh, after next week, let's go to this game, which actually for some reason we haven't talked about. But I feel like should we should we take a quick break? No, let's just let's just go. Let's go into it. Okay, so so we have uh, the Chiefs versus uh, Jacksonville Jags. This is an interesting game. This was actually a lot of I saw a lot of uh, analysts and you know so called prophets whenever pick. The Jags is like a, a cute upset pick, right. which yeah. and I I got it, man. I like, see it. Sure. because we give Nick Foles that much respect. Yeah, you know. But I mean, are we giving Nick Foles too much respect at this? Point? Probably because I what's the final so. score? Forty right. to twenty six. A game he didn't even finish. With that. But let me just point out: Has Jacksonville found something in Gardner Minshew? I mean, <laughs> I we think, could get to that, I, dude. I think I'm pretty sure he completed nine of ten passes or something like that. For a couple TDs. You're saying total? I think so. You want to hear his stats? What was it? Let me go. I think it was like 21 for 25. Damn. I think. Um, two yeah. tubs and a pick. And, I mean, that's coming into a game that you weren't Dude, expecting to play in. That's that's a win for the Pac-12 right there. Oh, huge win. Because this dude sounds like an entree at a <laughs> fucking Chinese restaurant. No doubt. And this dude, but because I remember watching a game last year. Where he just went off like 500 yards. Mm-hmm. No. That's why I've seen Gardner Minshew play, and I, I always thought, damn, this guy's respectable. No doubt. I mean, he does definitely sound like some sort of tofu based dish. <laughs> no doubt. Dude. He's vegan, probably. <laughs> so we're still going. So again, Chiefs 40, Jaguars 26. Yeah. So uh, is Gardner, Min- Gardner Minshew, it's tough to come into a game like that, but. There's a reason why you're. It's over before it started. Right, right. When you play the Chiefs. Exactly, and I I think that the Chiefs, if anything, proved today that they're the Chiefs. So you know, there's nothing has changed. I know, like a lot of people, are like oh Patrick Mahomes, he's gonna take a step back. I I don't ever understood the reasoning. To I mean, the Chiefs. I think Mahomes, he's gonna be, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL probably. Again. And that's all that can slow him down. Right. Is an injury to him. Exactly. Because Tyreek Hill. I don't can know. go out. Right. Exactly. Who cares, dude? It doesn't matter. Who he's cares? He's got Sammy Watkins. He's got Tyre. He's got Travis Kelsey. He's got weapons, man. He's got Damian Williams, and then of course above all, he's got Andy Reid, who's to me is like the the pinnacle of play he's, designing. Man. He's so here, the master. let me make a note of this. Who, who outside of Kansas City, the Rams, 
and the Patriots. Who's the next best or next most serious Super Bowl contender? So the Rams, the Patriots, and what was it? And the Chiefs. The Chiefs. They're all out. I mean, like I said, I actually think there are teams that are better than even the Rams, you know. For but sure. I think it's fair to put them in that top three based on the fact that they went to the Super Bowl and what they did last yeah, year. Yeah, it's like just off the stuff right. they have, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't want to sound like a homer here. <laughs> but I would have to say the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. This <laughs> this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Stephen King's It. What? No. I mean, okay. no. Let, wait, wait, let me make my case. Okay. For the fucking Los Angeles Okay, Chargers. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. No, okay. I'm, you know what? I'm going to turn my mic off. Anytime you're talking about the Chargers in this era, you have to start with the obvious, and that's Phillip Rivers at quarterback, okay? What you have with him at quarterback is, first of all, a guy that plays every fucking snap. Phillip Rivers, and I'm not sure the exact numbers, Duran will pull us up for me later. Um, he's started more games consecutively than any other quarterback in the NFL, and it's something ridiculous, like 138. I mean, we're talking about a guy that played in the AFC Championship with a torn ACL versus the Patriots. And if there wasn't a fumble, probably could have won that game. If it wasn't for a fumble. Anyways, he is not only the most consistent starting quarterback in the NFL, but he's one of the NFL's best. I think, really, to me, it's him, Brady, Rodgers. Or no, sorry, Brady, him, Rodgers. And I, I, I think the numbers are there. If you look at passer ratings through the years, hold on, hold on. Don't freak out on me. If you look at the passer rating through the years, it's, it backs up what I say. And I think as far as football IQ goes, maybe Brady has a better one, but I, I really can't see a guy that has a better better football IQ than uh, than Phillip Rivers. Maybe Peyton Manning did, but he's no longer in the game. I mean, and then outside of that, we got Keenan Allen, who's probably the most underrated receiver in the NFL. I think he's top three. He's right up there. He He's the kind of guy that he's going to get open on any play you need a guy to get open. He's going to be yeah. open, guaranteed. Um you got Mike Williams, an emerging target on the outside. Like I said, we have, obviously we don't have Melvin Gordon, but we have Austin Eckler, who's proven that he's a very, very capable back, and Justin Jackson's a solid backup to him. We got Hunter Henry, an emerging, one of the younger, better emerging tight ends in the yeah. league. And then on the defensive end, we have, I mean, sure, we have a lot of injuries, but we also have guys like Casey Hayward, Desmond King, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, all guys who are first-team NFL or stars in the league. And I think, like, if you look at the roster, we have the best roster. Now, the question with the Chargers always is, like, can they avoid the heartbreaking losses that they always suffer? Because, I mean, there have been years when the Chargers have had the best roster and they just haven't been able to to get it done and just have stupid losses, like last year. I mean, just to their luck, they would go 12-4, and have the best record in the AFC, and not even be able to, you know, get a bye. But, I mean, it's going to be about putting it together. But I think outside of those three teams, the Chargers, are they're right there. I think they could be anyone in the league any, any given week. So what would you say to this then? Just want to just throw a basic rebuttal at you. What was the difference between this year's Chargers lineup besides Hunter Henry mm-hmm. and last year's? First of all, last year, like I said, we could have won the Super Bowl last year. Like a very, There's a way that that could have happened. Mainly the Chargers lost a game to the Broncos. When the Chiefs lost to Seattle, if they had won that game, we could have got the number one seed. I think if you get the one seed, you know you avoid the Chiefs yeah. until you you avoid the Patriots yeah. rather until the uh, conference championships, and that's one thing. But I think that game versus the Patriots was uh, it comes down to coaching. We had a defensive scheme that we thought was going to work, and they just outcoached us. 
Yeah. And so and it just it became a, it wasn't that we couldn't line up with them. We didn't have the talent that they had. That wasn't yeah. the case. We simply got out coached in that game. And I think that's that's natural because I mean you have Belichick on one side and then on the other side you got Anthony Lynn who's the first time first time in the playoffs, you know. And I think Baltimore, like they proved this week, they're they're a really good team. They were a really good team last week, last year. We took care of them. And I mean I don't think anything has changed personnel wise. I think we have like obviously Derwin James is injured, but he'll be coming back later. But I think there are guys like Kaiser White who was injured last year and he's back now. I think the Chargers, I mean, like I said, top three record in the NFL last year. I don't know like it's sure it's the same lineup, then nothing should change. That's how I see it. This is where fantasy football can have a profound impact on how you view real football. I had Melvin Gordon all year in yeah. fantasy. So I'm like I'm watching the Chargers games like right. Let's go. There's a natural down. kinship development. Yeah, and yeah. then, but again, because I watched them so often, I was like, whoa, this team is good. Mm-hmm. And then they play the Patriots, and I was like, wait, they could, not even a question, like, they could definitely win. Yeah. And then, I just fell into the trap. <laughs> I just feel exposed. Dude. And the Chargers are a comical team to a certain extent, man. Like, uh, it's hard to realize sometimes how obscure they are as far as being an NFL team, especially since they've moved to Los Angeles. Like, I remember I'd watch highlights on YouTube last year of the games, right? And I'd scroll through the comments, and I'd see shit like, I've never met a Chargers fan. What are they like? Or like, yo, where are all the Chargers fans at? Because no, there's not even any Chargers fans in the fucking comment section. I mean, maybe we just don't roll like that. I don't know. I don't make YouTube comments myself. Dude, we went, but... to, a, we went to a community college in San Diego, and they had us sign a petition to keep the Chargers right. in San Diego. Yeah, exactly. What? Well, now the Chargers, what position are they in? They're in a position where they haven't played a real home game in over two, two years. years. Yeah. But I guess with that being said, you actually could make the point that maybe they they can use that to their advantage during the playoffs uh, because maybe they don't necessarily need home field advantage if they're so, so used to playing every game on the road. But anyways, that'll do it for our uh, week one NFL review. Uh, it's It's past midnight now. We have work tomorrow. Let's, you know, let's be mature here. Let's get a good night's sleep. Uh, so anyways, uh, we'll come back next week and do the same thing. You know, pick three or four of the just biggest games that we watched, some of the biggest takeaways that we had. And uh, anyways, thanks for thanks for checking out the first episode of the podcast. Hope you liked it. Please, please, please uh, like and subscribe. You can find all of the episodes on Spotify if you just type in Ball Till You Fall podcast. Uh, till is spelled T-I-L. I uh, really appreciate that. And I look forward to coming back next week with another episode.